Boom. We're in it? We're in it. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, you. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I'm Alex. My name's Adam. We're glad you made it. Glad you made it. It's the movie show. This is the movie Episode show. Episode four. Episode four. Cool. Yeah. So, how are we feeling? Let's clear the let's clear the room. How are we feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm ready to start this weekend. Labor Day weekend, everybody. Big plans. You got big plans? I uh, mean, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's gonna be a lazy weekend for me. I'm just gonna enjoy this uh, this cooling down of the weather and you know hanging out. That's about it. I got a comedy show I'm going to on Sunday. Oh, I'm going uh, with you, dude. Yep. And Shouts then, uh, out Evan Burke. Evan by the Burke, way. comedy. Yeah, I would say that y'all could go get tickets, but it'll have already been done by the time you hear this. Oh shit, there's tickets? I gotta buy tickets, huh? Yeah, and we gotta get tickets. Alright, I'll get them after the show then. Yeah. We'll get them. But, uh, yeah, so you guys aren't invited. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, everyone's invited. It's just it's you gotta pay. <laughs> <laughs> You're invited. You can you just have to pay though. Yeah, trust me. You will pay. You will pay one way or the other. <laughs> Listen to what I say. This is the movie show. Shoot him a Gavin. We're in. Welcome We're in. to the show. Welcome. We got a great topic today. The toptopic today is what is truth. Well, we're talking about Fargo. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the movie we're talking about, and the TV series as well. Anything Fargo, we're on it, we're talking about it, it's happening. Well, I mean, okay, so the first thing I have, right, first yeah. question I have, right? You sent me some scenes to watch, some clips. Did you watch them? I watched them all. Okay. Um, and you also sent me an article about Ukrainian militia, no, no, Russian militia in Ukraine? The Wolves 100, right. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea what that was about. I tried to read it, but I, I couldn't get through it. Okay, so... Let's start with the movie. Let's talk about the movie. <laughs> no. The movie first. This is my issue. I always want to talk about everything all yeah, at once. Yeah, everything at once. We'll talk about the movie first. The movie was directed by Joel and Ethan Cohen in 1996 on a $6 million budget. Wow. It grossed $60 million. Wow. I believe in the box office. Huge success. Um, a couple, a couple, um, couple good facts about the movie. Um... Every single stutter was in the script. Really? Really. Nothing was ad-libbed. Every single stutter was in the script. Can er you give me an example of a stutter? Well, like, uh, well, I'm, I'm telling you. Oh, you... I already sold them. Da -da -da. Yeah. William H. Macy, all that stuff was in the script. So, really? Really. Oh, every, every, like... Every uh, stutter. Every, every, like, uh, every single thing. No way! Yep. yep. Wow. Another thing is that William H. Macy originally wasn't cast for the part. Hmm. It was the guy from, um, let me think if I can remember his name. He was in Step Brothers. He was the oh, dad. The dad? The dad from Step Brothers. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah. He was originally cast, but William H. Macy hunted down Joel and Ethan Cohen and told them they, he would kill their dog if they didn't hire him. <laughs> and they, they would ruin the movie if he wasn't in it. Basically. That's what Macy basically That's what Macy said, said to the Cohen brothers? Yeah, yeah. And, wow. he, and he got the part. Hell yeah. Um, because up until that point, I, I didn't really know who Macy was. That's when I first was like, He's Holy. a great actor. Yeah. He did really well. Another interesting fact is that, and, and this ties into our topic of the episode, is that the, there's only one thing in the entire movie that's true. It's based on a true story, and the only true fact that they did in the movie was someone really did dispose of someone else in a wood chipper. 
Okay, so let me let me just give a quick summary of the movie real quick. So, so the film itself is, is kind of a caper in the sense that there's a kidnapping, mm -hmm. but it's of an adult. Right. So these bandits basically they go kidnap this 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 uh, dude's wife. Right. On his orders. Okay, so this is where it gets confusing. Yeah. The, the the husband is the one that paid to get her kidnapped. Right. So he could offer ransom money because he mm -hmm. was in gambling debt, right? He was in, I didn't say what kind of debt he was in. He was in a lot of debt. It didn't say how he got into debt, but his idea was to get his wife kidnapped and her his stepfather, not stepfather, father-in-law would pay the ransom to him. Because the father-in-law was wealthy. Was wealthy, right. Okay, yeah, I just wanted to give some background, and, and Ma William H. Macy is the guy we're talking about. Right, William H. Macy. Francis McDormand is the... Is the police officer. Is the police officer. Like two... She doesn't show up till 33 minutes in, in the film, either. Really? Really. I never realized that. Yep, she doesn't show up till I 33 minutes. I love the music in. in that movie, dude. Great music. Um, pacing. Pacing's the fantastic. It's got that undercurrent of humor. Yeah. It's, I was telling somebody it was like, uh, it's like basically the kind of like humor it is is similar to napoleon dynamite but not that extreme it's like an undercurrent of like because the first time you see napoleon dynamite you're like what am i watching yeah you know you don't even know how to laugh at it yet because yeah. it's so weird mm. it's the same thing with fargo it's its own style of movie movie what makes fargo funny i feel like is the attitudes of the midwestern like the way they talk how polite they are but they're doing some horrible stuff but they're still just like okay then and they'll like shoot you <laughs> You know, yeah. Like, uh, okay. okay. Okay then. Um, He's like, give me the, give me the money. I'll, I'll go get you your money then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you say, you say, goodbye, please. <laughs> Hello, please. Yeah. Um, so every, as you all probably, if you've seen the movie, it says based on a true story. Right. That's <clears throat> every single episode, every single episode of the TV series also says, you know, this is a true story. All the names and events have been changed to, you know, hide the survivors or whatever, right. out of respect That's for the dead. Opening thing at yep. the beginning of the film Fargo, it says that. Right. And I think I know what you're about to say. What? That they put that there knowing that it would make the audience be invested in the story and the characters more. So it was a, uh, well, it was like a burden. That, that's that's a good point, but what I was going to say is um, it goes to our topic where it may say this is a true story, you know? But it might not be true, and it isn't true in this case, because you can make the truth whatever you want it to be if you have the right facts lined up in a certain way. Right. Which goes, which what I want to talk about now is season three of Fargo, the TV series off of FX. The whole, the whole narrative of that season in Trump's America is what is the truth. Right? The I mean, whole narrative of season three. The narrative season of season three is the truth is whatever. The, whatever the media says the truth is may not be the truth. Whatever anyone says the truth is may not be the truth. The truth is the truth, sure, of, of what happened. But you can you can muddy the waters. If you believe a lie, is it true? Does that become true, right? So if you if it's you like beliefs, yeah, that's what I mean. So if you believe you did something for a certain reason, right, and has the results, you know, all right, here's an example, like. A good example would be like a manslaughter case or a murder case, right? Yeah. So say you're drunk and you hit somebody in a car and you get charged with manslaughter. Right. Well, I mean, someone could say you hit that person on purpose. You know, you could say that. It might not be true. But if they could prove with evidence 
that it is true, even though it might not be true that you hit that person on purpose, you could still be charged with murder, is what I'm trying to say. So totally, the narrative of what it's the kid, it's the kid guy that got charged with rape by that by that girl when he was coming out of high school, and he was never he never raped her. She just said it. Right. They, yeah. But they believed it was true, believe, and, and he, then he got convicted. Sent, he was in prison for like 11 years, missed That's out right. on an NFL career. That's what I mean. So so his truth for those 11 years was that he raped her. Even though he knows he didn't, that's his truth. Well, that's where it gets confusing. It's not his truth. It's, well, it's yeah, society you're right. it's has, so- has decided his truth. who he is. Exactly. Like we put people in boxes, we label people, and we decide who they are. Anything you see on the media, anything in the it's like, weren't we talking about this earlier when we what? were like... Uh, uh, a couple days ago where it was like we we decide that Tiger Woods is supposed to be a good guy or right. whatever just because the fucking PGA Tour media and Nike are saying it's Tiger Woods. Yeah. Then you find out that he's like banging hookers and having a good time and all of a sudden we're like, oh, how could he's I horrible. have trusted him? Yeah, how could yeah. I have trusted him? He betrayed him? me. Yeah. yeah. You betrayed it's, me. Uh, you betrayed everyone. Betrayed everyone. I'm betrayed. fed up with this world. <laughs> 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 so it's it's truth is basically there's two types of truth. There's the well, it's there's one I think there's only one type of truth. Truth is something that just is. Capital T truth, this is what it is. Right. But then there's narratives and identities that we put on people. Right. But like in in the realm of law though, in the realm of the courts or in the realm of this f- show or this film is like what is the truth? Like is this actually real? Right. And uh, and with the Fargo movie, you're watching it, and, th- and this is what I re- remember hearing about it is, they'd read in a newspaper that uh, somebody had hired someone to kidnap their wife. That was where they got the idea, mm. and so they took that and ran with it. And they were like, they just built this. The Coen Brothers did it. They write. They write all their movies. Every movie they do, they write themselves. They're, they're really fantastic. They're guys. the shit. They're, they're really good at what they do. But they basically took that idea and ran with it. And then they were like, "Holy shit!" Every single movie you see in the theaters that says based on a true story, every single one, even documentaries, are not true. Not true. None For of the them. most part, they are completely false. It's entertainment. It is. It's not. It's not what the situation happened. You know, the situation happens, and then they embellish it to make it more entertaining. And it's even if somebody's working their best to be unbiased, mm-hmm. you cannot escape. I mean, it, you can. You just see, to making a murderer, making yeah, a murderer. Yeah, yeah. They did a pretty good job, but even still, that's not the truth. Exactly. It's not. It isn't. So, yeah, that's why it's has so interesting. Everyone's got a narrative. Everyone's even if you think you don't have a motive, or even if you think you don't have an intention, or you have, you're ulterior. Mm-hmm. We're human. We're fallible. We are all governed by self motive, and anything we may think we're doing, even if we're doing it for nothing, is just like your opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, definitely. And then what goes into that is I'll start. T- I'll start talking about season three again, and the opening of season three. It's 1988 in Berlin, mm. right? There's a there's a USSR officer about to interrogate a prisoner coming in. The prisoner comes in. He says, "So your your name is Yuri Gurka, right?" And the guy's like, "No, that's not my name. You're 28. You killed your girlfriend, right?" And he's like, "No, I didn't do either one of those things. Your wife." And um, I don't know why I'm here. My wife. My wife. And so it goes into this conversation where it's like. The German guy who's being accused says, no, I'm 33. When you guys picked me up from my house, you saw my wife and she was wondering where I was going and she's alive. And so why are you telling me that I killed my wife? 
And then the guy goes into this whole monologue of, you know, for you to tell me I'm wrong, you're telling the state that they're wrong. Are you saying our government's wrong? And he's like, no. And he goes, all right, then we're getting somewhere. And it's in Russia. And it's in, no, it's in East, it's in Berlin. Berlin? When the wall was up in 1988. You know how there was different oh, sides yeah, yeah, of Berlin? Yeah. There was the communist side. So was it communist? It was the communist side. He was so, if he, so he's basically catch-22. If he says no, right? Mm-hmm. If he says no, uh, I'm not Yori. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're saying basically then you're saying the the government's lying and we're gonna arrest you arrest for treason you. basically. Yeah, basically. So you're gonna end up in the, gul- you the German up, gulag. You can end up with a bullet in your head. Bullet in right? your head, right? Or you can confess to something you didn't do, you and didn't. then the state's right, and then you go to jail, and then they got their man. Wow, it's like there's no win. There's no win, and then the seed fa- scene fades to black, and then all of a sudden you're in Minnesota. And the you're story... in Minnesota. That's how. Oh wow. Yeah, and then that's how the story progresses, and then that's the opening scene of the the season you know and the whole season's about rhetoric the truth you know what really happened you know you can say things you can say things and prove things but but if someone has something on you to attach you to something else and you know you're pretty i don't know you're pretty much just kind of screwed i mean yeah so yeah, it's just it's, it's it's a great season. It's with uh Ewan McGregor he plays a dual role as twin brothers. They're fighting over a stamp Oh, yeah. And that's all I should say about it because it's a it's a wild ride, and um, yeah. So basically, there's a character in the show called Yuri Gurka, and he's like a henchman in the show. And I showed you the Wolves 100 because I just thought it was an interesting fact because this is a real unit in in Russia. And what they are is they they say they're not backed by the Russian government and they say they're they're independent. But I, I suspect they are backed by the Russian government. They're, they're Cossacks. They kill people in but the that's, Ukraine. But that's what that, we're talking about truth. When I was reading the article, I realized that nobody has any real... There was no real information there that I could exactly. prove. That's the thing, though. That's, that's what's so interesting about that specific army unit in Russia. And it ties into our episode here is because nobody knows what their truth is. They've been around since 1915, that unit. The Wolves 100, they've been around a long time. They've massacred Jews. They've killed... Yeah, which and their side of the story is, essentially, we're not affiliated with Putin. We're not affiliated with Putin. We never have been affiliated yeah. with Putin. We've never it been affiliated be, with the really Russian... Could be, they could be funded by Putin. They could not be. Exactly. We just don't know. They're, it they're it, like a sickle unit. And so it doesn't know. matter, honestly, because yeah. they're, they're, they're doing horrible things over there. Right. And so... I don't know. I just thought it'd be an interesting topic with today's America. So, what do you do when you're reading articles or when you're watching stuff on TV? Can you sent, do you feel like you get a does your radar does your radar go up when you're like maybe I'm reading some or some, this feels like bullshit? Honestly, I don't. I, I try not to. I try not to make that call unless I unless I'm very educated about it. That's why I don't vote because I don't feel like I'm educated enough to vote because I don't pay attention to politics, which is fine. Man, I don't but, vote either. But politics bothers me a lot because because you never know what is the truth. You never know what really did happen. You never I know. mean, everyone can, anyone could say anything about another you know candidate for a presidency. I don't even know if I would vote for me. <laughs> I'd vote for you. <laughs> Thanks, <dude. laughs> but no, I mean, like, it's it just the reason why this episode should be, you know, kind of hitting you a little bit is because the way the news media is now, where it's like there are holding camps on the border right now, and nobody really knows what's going on there unless you're there. They just know that there's some people there. I don't think anyone's being murdered like a concentration camp. I hope not. But at the same time, 
who knows what's really going on there? And who knows what Trump's really doing? And who Dude, knows what any president so, really does? So this guy came up to me yesterday. I was uh, I was at I was at a place. Uh, I was at a Christian-based uh, treatment center. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was doing a performance. Did I tell you about this? No. Okay, I did, I did like a freestyle for the group, and then I uh, I set up the podcast to get a Christian story, a friend of mine. Right. And I'm meeting with people outside, just chatting it up with folks, and this dude um, I ended up talking to is part of a Rotary Club. Have you ever heard of the Rotary Club? Isn't that rowing? What is that? Rotary? That's what I thought. I, I had I to ask no him. I, heard it, I think I heard it. Grandma used to talk about I've it I've heard sometimes. about it in high school and stuff. Rotary Club, I think, is a Christian-based um, ministry. Okay. It's a club that's affiliated with churches where they go out and they try to, to serve the community. Okay. It's, po- it's positive stuff. All right. I would need more information. It would probably be good to look. I didn't delve too deep into it. But the guy was telling me that he, that he went for, to a meeting with a bunch of the Rotary Club people to get, to get a, um, to join a group on how to stop human sex trafficking. Okay. <laughs> what, what about it? I Sounds was, like a good cause. Dude, the when he started explaining what they were doing, yeah, I was like, there were so many things. I was like, this doesn't seem real. Like, what I think do? the, I, I think y'all are getting together for nothing, dude. Like this human <laughs> trap, it just doesn't make sense. It's yeah. like he was like, well, what we're gonna do is trying to create a task force, and we're gonna try to catch the people that are purchasing these uh, women or girls or boys sometimes, and then we're gonna. I'm like, so you're gonna to catch a predator them, and then try to. Follow the trail to the people that have these sex slaves. Yeah, it just sounded absurd. Yeah, I'm, it doesn't sound feasible. Because that's the thing. It's like I can believe this whole narrative, which is what he believes. I mean, right. he's he believes it. He's he's just trying to help. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just here to help out. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I'm listening to it. I'm like, <laughs> the premise. If I just thinking about human sex trafficking in and around Atlanta. I'm I'm just like it. Just logically doesn't make sense. I'm like, if you want to get laid, you can go to a strip club. And then the time and the effort that you need to put in to creating a situation where you meet a lady boy, mm-hmm. you know, is like so much work, effort, and like logistics. Yeah, but the, same, for the that fact shit. is, is that there are though. I mean, I'm I'm not saying that there's not, but yeah. the fact that it's like an issue that all the Rotary clubs in Atlanta need to meet do, up. Do about? Do you know what human sex trafficking looks like? Enlighten me. Okay, so. It's not where you just kidnap a baby and raise them to be, you know, sex slaves. I mean, I'm sure that happens in other countries maybe or even here sometimes. But the way I understand it is it's more like you got a mom. She's addicted to crack. She has a kid. She's 15. You know, her maybe she's, she's even a prostitute herself, right? And then you have a pimp who's there. And then, you know, she needs money for drugs. Hey, why don't you use my daughter, teach her some things, and then she can make money for you. Oh. Kind of thing. That's the way I see it happening okay. in, my, in my head, where it's like you have bad influences over a child, and then all of a sudden oh. your your own mother or father is whoring you out to dope dealers, you know? That's kind of what I think it looks like. Okay, that makes total sense. Right. My, my thing is the language, then. I hear human trafficking. I think people are shipping o- over girls from Russia or Mexico. And I'm or sure Africa. that does happen. I'm sure that does happen. But I don't think it's it's on the level where... It seems where... more subversive the way you're describing it. seems That seems like it's totally possible. That's what I mean. And if you look on the on the news and you, and you kind of look it up, that's kind of what happens most times is, is people get wrapped up. Yeah, because I, I was like, man, you can just mail order bride. There's so many ways to get laid with whoever you want to get laid with. Like, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Well, I mean, the, the fact that there's, we're, we're, I mean, 
human. I don't know. That's an interesting. Per- I didn't think look at it that way. Yeah. So. Keep up the good work, Rotary Club, ATL, dude. <laughs> good job. Thanks. Yeah, yeah, thanks for getting these people off the street. Yeah, we need, need all help. the help. We need all the help we can get. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so a great thing happens in season three of Fargo, which is another interesting thing that happens. Is I can I can't really talk about it without spoiling the season, though. I you see this is where I'm at, dude, with the show. I let's see. I was asked about this. One of our listeners wanted to know about this. Yeah. By the way. I'm just going to, whenever, I'm not, do you want to be in the dark or do you want to be in the know about stuff we get on social media? Yeah, I'd like to be in the know. That'd be cool to hear. I mean, I'm not on it, so that's the only way I can find out. So, like, messages, emails, whatever? Yeah, let me know. What's up? Okay. So, all right. (laughs) Let us know what's up, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Just a question for me, ask. For me, for me, it makes me feel good. It's like motivation to keep doing the work, and it's just fun to like open the story like open the box and have like a shared conversation yeah. with people yeah but anyway that's a good idea so if anyone listening wants to wants to chime in that'd be awesome and I will now share with you mm-hmm. what people are sending and asking questions about okay go ahead <laughs> are you doing it now or later <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I forgot what somebody had asked that's okay you are remember we got so fuck, we got so out of like <laughs> <laughs> well what, what were we talking about Fargo Duh. <laughs> Duh. No, I mean, like, what What about listener? Somebody asked me a question. Yeah, oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Somebody wanted to know there about spoilers, if we could alert for spoilers, and what our take is on, like, what is our, what is, how are we going to do this? Are we just going to spoil everything, or are we going to spoil some things? What's the situation here? I, I, you know, some things need to be spoiled in order to talk about a film. Mm-hmm. So you can't just talk about the trailer the whole time. So if, if you got, I mean, if you want to do, like a, like, a sound or something before spoilers, that's fine and everything. But they should know coming into it. I never listen to a podcast about a movie unless I've seen the movie. Yeah, that's so just the way I am. It's so enjoyable when you've yeah. seen it. And you when can you've listen. seen it, you can you can go back with it. So, um, but this is the yeah. thing. Last week's episode was so all over the place. Man, we it is were, all over the place. We were there was probably twenty movies that we talked. Yeah, about. Yeah, we talked about a lot. And uh, and I was like, I don't ever want to feel like we have to censor ourselves or filter ourselves if we're talking about something. Mm. And so it's. I guess we have to find some sort of happy medium. So far, right now in this show, as we're what are we at here? We're 24 minutes in so yeah. far. We've just stayed on one movie, which is huge, which dude. Which is good. Good Slap stuff. Slap a five, bro. <laughs> We've so, been so Fargo the movie, um, and the reason why I think it's such a great movie is because it's essentially about what people will do for money. It's about what people will do for money, and it's also about, it's about, you know, yeah, I guess just what people will do for money. Yeah, and, and then and, bumbling. And, and then bumbling then, around. People yeah. make these plans, and they think they're going to go according. Nothing ever goes according to plan. Nothing ever goes according to plan. Things change. You know, your situations change. Your uh, feelings about certain people change. Yep. And then you can start regretting your original intention. Yep. And the reason why it's so great is because it's just a simple guy or a simple family and the guy decides to do something drastic to get himself out of a bad situation. Obviously, he's hiding debt from his family. He yeah. doesn't want to ask his father-in-law for money because his father-in-law hates him as it is anyway, it seems like. And so he just he just decides to do this thing. Dude, it's really, it's really like the moment you start to tell a lie, the lie just gets bigger and bigger and expands and expands. And right. it's like your whole world gets, you just get fucked up. It crushes you. Honestly, yeah. yeah, it does if it's a big enough lie. Because then you have to keep making up for it. And you never have to remember the truth. 
that's the other thing too. You can lie to yourself for so so long that you don't actually know what 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 is real. And you what can also, yeah. You can also yeah. Like you said, you can lie so so long and so often that you actually start believing your own bullshit. Oh man. Which which is dangerous because, you know. If you're lying about yourself and you don't, then you don't know who who you really are. If you start believing it, then you're just living your life as a, somebody who is fake. You know, you act a certain way, you say you did certain things, and then all of a sudden, you look at yourself in the mirror, and then you, you know. Yeah, and it's like, what are you trying to get? Yeah, and I, I'm a, I'm a my whole thing for me is like, I don't ever want to lie to myself. You right. know, like I. I, I can notice now instantaneously when like yesterday I, I, I lied and I like I knew it was like the first time I, I had a lie in a, in a week or so but an external lie right I mean the internal lies for me are like narratives or like uh, about like why I'm doing something or the reasons for why I'm doing something and I'm just like oh I'm just feeding myself anything to get me to do the thing I really just want to do anyway or I feel I should do but it, that doesn't matter right. the the lie that I did yesterday I was uh, I was at my group conscience uh-huh. the home group uh, and uh, they were asking me to tell my story they right. wanted me to I was I was nominated to uh, lead the big book study the whole month mm-hmm. every Thursday and then tell your story is when I tell my life story basically in front of the group of people right and um I'm going to be out of town next month, every Thursday, because we're going to North Carolina and Michigan. Yeah. Me and Pat are for the shows. And I didn't want to... I, I was trying to... It was... How do I express this? This is still kind of weird for me because I haven't really thought it through. Um, or like... I talked to my sponsor about it last night, but still. I... I didn't want the group to know I couldn't do it because I was going to be on the road on tour doing music. Right. I'm self-conscious about it. Okay. Um, and so I lied. I said I didn't want to. I was like everyone. It was like so hectic in the moment. You That's kind of true, though. You don't want to because you're going to be on tour. I do want to. Though. Oh, you do want. Okay. Yeah, I want to so uh, badly, but I'm already, I'm already scheduled. Right. You got. You could have just said you were prior. But that was the thing. That was my first thing I said. I was like, oh, I'm looking at my schedule. I was like, I don't know if I can. I'm pretty sure I'm out of town. But then the group starts like debating. They're like, oh, what is that? So everyone's chiming in. You know, yeah. I'm like, spotlight's on me. I'm just like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Another person's like, well, you know, this uh, maybe this person could do it. And then another person's like, this person can do it. And then it goes back to me like, can you do it? Can you do it? And I'm just like, I don't want to. Just move on. <laughs> I don't want to. Yeah. And, uh... I felt bad about it because I do. I really did want to. I really do want to, um, but uh, I, I I did. I, I lied. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> everyone, everyone lies anyway sometimes. I, mean, I know. I know. It's all good. But but it's so like, yeah. I don't know. What, uh, yeah. Thanks for letting me share. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Uh, let me ask you this: Who is the main villain in Fargo, the movie? I thought the husband was because he was lying the whole time. The husband, yeah, he could be. Everyone else was just a, a, a they, you know, they didn't, they weren't really lying at all. Who the two henchmen? The two henchmen, they were just some jabrones. No, they were pretty open about what they were about. Yeah, yeah. they. That's one thing is like, you're a killer. Own the fact that you're a killer. Yeah. I, for some reason, I respect that. I watch yeah. serial killer YouTube videos all day long. Yeah. You know who I think is the most respectful serial killer? Who? Jeff Dahmer. Me too. I actually agree with you because he actually um, admitted to his crimes when it happened. Once they found him, he oh, admitted yeah. to him, and he also didn't shift responsibility on anyone but himself. No he, one but he himself. He took complete responsibility for it. 
He was lonely. There's no excuse for what he no did. No excuse. He didn't give any excuse. The interviews I was watching, it yeah. was like they were trying to get reasons why, and he was really trying to get there for them and with them. Yeah. And it was like, wow, he's go- he's actually exploring this, and he's being he, he transparent. Does. He's an interesting. He's an interesting guy. Horrible person, but interesting guy because you know I've seen the interview with him and I think Stone Phillips was his name or something like that. I think it's something like chaos incarnate. Like the the universe itself is is orderly. Like everything is in place. Like right. we're fucking not floating randomly all over the place in a million atoms. So everything's right. kind of set. But there's light and there's dark. There's order and there's chaos. Right. And I think sometimes. A person can represent chaos in that way. You're right, and that ties into season three of Fargo, the last scene. Do you remember the scene I showed you where they're in the? Yeah, it was. In, was that the? Was that? That the was last the last scene? scene of the season. Wow, dude. So like, you don't know what happens. Uh uh-uh. uh Because there's there's a there's a cosmic, unending battle between good and evil. Always. Always. Dude. Always. And and, and, and no side your- wins. It's always a stalemate. One person gets caught for doing bad shit, he goes to jail. Another one's going to come right behind him and take oh, his yeah. spot. Wow, dude. That's so true. Uh-huh. That is a capital T truth. Capital T truth. A co- how did you say that? A cosmic... You said a cosmic it's a stalemate? Cosmic, un- yeah, it's a cosmic stalemate. It's unending. It's between it, chaos and... Between chaos and order, really. Good and evil. Good and evil. Chaos light and, and order, dark. Light and dark. Whatever you want to call it. And I got to say, the season three villain um, for Fargo is... Probably the best villain I've ever seen on television. Really? Yes. It's played by David Thewlis. He's um he was in Harry Potter. He, you, if you saw him, you'd know him. He played the the werewolf guy in Harry Potter. Oh, the lichen. Yeah, yeah. Professor Lupin. Yeah, Professor Lupin. He was Professor Lupin. And so this character's name is VM Varga, but that's not his real name. You never find out his real name unless it really is VM Varga, but I doubt it. And what his deal is is he. I'll, to, to talk about it, I gotta tell a little bit. About it. So, there's two brothers, Emmett and Ray Stussy, right? They're twin brothers, played by Ewan McGregor. When when Emmett and Ray lost their father, there was a, there was um, an inheritance. There was stamps, which Ray got, the younger brother, and then there was a Corvette, which Emmett got, the older brother, who ends up becoming rich. They're identical twins. One was. Birth, birth sooner, basically. They're actually brothers. They're not twins, but they oh, look no. a lot alike. Yeah, people mistake that, but they're brothers. Okay. Anyway. Just, so, like, just like us. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so when their dad dies, uh, the younger brother, Ray, gets the Corvette. It's like a 1980 Corvette or something really nice at the time. So he tricks his younger brother into asking him for the car. Switch, basically, right? Because the kid's never been laid. He's fat. You know, and he's like, you know, you show up to school with this, you're going to be getting laid. Money, dude, yeah. So Emmett uses those stamps and sells, sells them and starts his own business, and he becomes wildly successful in real estate. Why? Because he so, took advantage of his brother. took advantage of his brother. Fast forward 20 years, they're resentful of each other, at least Ray is resentful of Emmett. And then you come to find out that their business in the 2008 crash bubble or whatever that happened with the real estate market, the housing market, they had to borrow some money. So they needed to borrow a million dollars. Um, someone linked them up with a shady corporation called Narwhal who, under the table, lent them a million dollars. And then when they're that's, ready... That's a sea creature, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a whale with a horn. Narwhal. Yeah. Well, those are weird, by the way, the horns. They are weird. They are real weird. They don't know what the, what the horns are for. Like, we scientifically, we don't know for sure what those horns are for. They don't really use them. 
That's, that's weird. <laughs> I was thinking, my thought was, my thought was that they would use them because they're in ice. They're in ice water, like cold regions. To pick it. The normal pick the ice or whatever. Yeah, because to get breath. Like, say they were, we went under for a little bit and came up and was like, oh, shit, there's no air hole. They could it's just not bad. P- poke it through. Yeah, it's not a bad. But, yeah, the, all the articles I looked to try to figure this out, the closest thing people think is they just use it to get, to stab seals, but I Nobody, nobody's sure. Yeah, I'm not sure at all. It's like a tooth. It's like a. They describe it as a one giant tooth that goes like <laughs> that protrudes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they borrow, they borrow the million dollars, and then a year passes, and they're ready to pay it back. So they call the number, and then no one answers. And then out, uh, all of a sudden, who shows up but VM Varga, and he has terrible teeth. He's bulimic, and he's a he's a gluttonous, greedy. Horrible, horrible person. The, the kind of the kind of idea is, is this he, the old, is this the rich the one, the brother that took advantage? Yeah, yeah. He's just he's turned into a Scrooge. Or, no, he's not actually. Emmett Stussy's a good dude. Which is, oh, but he's just unattractive. He's not. He, no, Ray's unattractive. Ray's the one with the car who's a probation officer. Oh, and then Emmett Stussy's the rich one who who got the stamps. Right. And so a year later, after he borrows the money, VM Varga shows up, and he's. And the idea of that character is he's somebody who you can't place. He's in the shadows. Liam Vargo, is he the mercenary guy? No. He's the boss man. He's, he's okay. David Thewlis. David Thewlis. Okay. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is the reason why the villain is so great is because he's greedy. He doesn't care about anybody but the money. And the way they made him up was they gave him these terrible teeth, these horrible, awful teeth. Yeah. And then around episode four, you come to find out he eats... A massive amount of food to the point where he can't, you know, possibly eat any more. Then he throws it up and leaves, and that's why his teeth are so bad. He's bulimic, and so wow. he's so gluttonous and greedy. It goes into to his food. It's a thing of it's either it's either he's in complete control of what he's doing or he has no control. And I don't know, man. I guess you just kind of gotta watch it. But he's he's the best you're villain I've seen on television. Control or you have no control. This guy. What do you particular. think about that? Do you feel? Like I'm in control? Yeah. No. 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 Not all the time. Yeah, me either. Yeah. Some things happen you just can't control. But the point of what I'm trying to make is is the character itself. He doesn't do any violence the entire season. He has henchmen. They do all of his bidding. Right. But he'll steal your money. He'll bleed you dry with your business. He'll make you feel like people are after you. He'll open your presents on Christmas night when your wife leaves you. Oh man! Yeah, just to see, he has to know everything about everybody. Huh? He and, and I don't know. It, he's just the best villain I've ever seen on television. So this is the question of the audience: Does anyone have someone like that in their lives? Someone who bleeding you dry? <laughs> 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 Think about that. Per- what would you do if you had a Vargas on your uh, attached to your hip? The embargo? Yeah. You'd have to. You'd have to kill him. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Yeah. If you watch the season, you'd uh-huh. have to kill him. You'd have to find a way to do something. Even then, you'd die too. He's got too much money behind him. Mm. Yeah. So they they basically live out of a a truck, like a 18 wheeler truck, and in the back of the truck is a, is a computer system that has access to all these Swiss bank accounts and offshore sea accounts. And he's of the mind where it's more of a tragedy when a rich person dies, 
right? So he goes into this monologue one time about how... That was the scene I watched. Yeah. You sent me it. I did. Is it, are you going to tell the monologue of what he's talking about? I can, I can summarize it. What he says is that Emmett Stussy, you know... Uh, no, no, he says, he says a cat dying is worse than a human dying, or a vagrant, a vagrant. He says, a homeless person and a cat. If a cat dies, we lose value. If a homeless person dies, nothing. Nothing. He's Nothing's saying, he's saying that lost. at least the cat gives humans pleasure. Yeah. And with a vagrant... It serves somebody, a purpose. Right. Yeah. And with a vagrant, somebody on welfare who's actually a negative worth is worth less According than to his cat. perspective. According to his perspective. Right. Is worse, the cat's worth more. Right. So it's more tragic that the cat died than the person, you know, the human who's on welfare. All right, dude. Let's solve this issue. What do we do with the homeless? What do we do with the homeless? How could we take care of them, dude? You could start a rickshaw business like Seinfeld. <laughs> give them all a rickshaw. <laughs> Run around and, and give them employment. Yeah, that's They'll be running good. around. Potato salad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's it's it. Things, things are, are we we are the ones that decides what things are worth in terms of value. We're also the ones that decide what things are true. Yeah. And so it's just, it's interesting to see the Trump presidency, you know, being involved, you know, being in America during this time. Yeah. And to watch that show and to really actually listen to the show and, and see what it's trying to say. Who knows what's really going on? The only people that know are the people that are there and they'll muddy the waters to make sure you don't know really what's going on. Right. Man, yeah. There's so much misinformation. So what do you so right what do you, now? What do you think about the movie Fargo? What's your big takeaway from the movie Fargo? Big takeaway. So the season the we Fargo. got the season. Let's go back to the movie. The the movie Fargo is. So how are they related, by the way? How is season? How is the the TV show? What what are the similarities? What would you say the similarities? Pacing. Are? Um, there's a lot of similar situations that happen that are done in different ways in the seasons than than the movie. The biggest, I think the biggest... It's uh, all in the same location, right. right? Minnesota? But here's, yeah, they're all in the same Midwest location. But the thing about Fargo, the TV series, is it actually draws not only from Fargo, but different Coen Brothers movies. Season one of Fargo was a mixture of Fargo, um, The Man Without a Face with Billy Bob Thornton. He also yeah. was in that. It was a mixture. I love the season with Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton, that's mine and Alicia's favorite season, Dude, too. Dude, he is the shit. He's Bill, really good. Man. Warren Malvo, he's, he's a great He's a great villain. guy. To, on his great podcast, villain. I've heard him here. Just everything. Dude. Yeah, he's, he's solid. Yeah. And I, I highly recommend Fargo. It's the least talked about great show I've... Yeah, what is that about? What's nobody's up? talking about it. What's up with it's that? It's excellent. Well, it's because, you know... It's based on a movie. People wouldn't have... I, I know when I heard By it... By the way, the movie was under the radar, too. I mean, it was. It made a lot of money, but it wasn't a box, or a box office, or what's that? Box, no, no, it wasn't a... Blockbuster. It, yeah, wasn't, it wasn't a blockbuster. blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah, and I got... People were asking me, too, because they wanted to know when, what the next topic for the next show was, and I was mm -hmm. telling them Fargo. People didn't know what that was. They don't know what the movie is. Oh, if you haven't seen Fargo, you should really watch it. It's one yeah. of the best movies in my it opinion. Is. It really yeah, is. I was telling someone that it's like... Like the Napoleon Dynamite is what I once told one person. The other thing I said was... It's one of those. It's like a, it's a it's a it's a it's like a film. It's not like an like it's really good. You'll feel something. It's a true crime film. Yeah, but it's not true. I don't know what else what else there is to say about it. I wish we had more facts about it so you could so we could. But I just don't have anything else to say about it really. I mean, it's just a great movie. It, it, each season can relate to your life in some way. You know, all right. What's my favorite Coen Brothers movie? 
Uh, well, that's tough to say. But the one that I think flew under the radar that I think is really good, mm -hmm. I guess maybe because of our background, is A Simple Man. I haven't seen that. Really? Really. I got a movie recommendation for you, dude. Uh, simple Man. I, well, I'm watching it. I just imagine what it was like dad growing up going to Hebrew school. Like, it's they shoot it just like... Because it was that time frame, yeah. you know, and I just, I, I, for some reason, I saw, you know, we've seen pictures of dad as a little kid, yeah. a little dumpy kind of Jew yeah. boy, you know, just being Jewy and having yeah. curly, like, froey hair. Correct. Yeah. Just looking like, like, like a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> and he, uh, uh, yeah, that whole, that whole, uh, um, uh movie is like it's like a snapshot of what i would see my what would see would be like dad growing up in growing that up. time period yeah because it's the early 60s or mid -60s, i was my 60s. favorite coen brothers movie besides fargo is i really liked burn after reading yeah that was good i thought that one was really great but i also really liked lady killers lady killers that was good too yeah tom hanks and lady killers is probably the funniest i've ever seen him yeah, that's uh, hilarious. What about uh, what's the newest one that they did? The one uh, where it's about the strike, the uh, writers' strike, the writers' guild. With Ballad of Buster Scuggs. That's no, that's the, the Netflix one. Yeah, that's, that's a really that good is, one. That is the newest one. That's a really good one. Yeah, it's I, funny. See, these are the these are there's a few directors, writer directors that when I know their movies or shows are coming out, like I know I'm gonna watch it no matter what. And you know you're gonna like it too. Cohen probably. Brothers, mm -hmm. Quentin Tarantino. Yep. I already know I'm gonna like them. Mm. Um, who's the other one? Uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Anything Paul Thomas Anderson does, I'm gonna watch it. Um, Magnolia. Um, there will be blood. Oh yeah, that's um, a Boogie great movie. Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights is okay. Uh, yeah. There will be blood was fantastic. Actually, Paul Thomas Anderson's last one I didn't really like that much, but I I knew I'm gonna like I watched it and I will watch his next one. Like I'm a big fan of Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson's good too. Yeah, I'm, Wait, I really like him. That one movie I saw by him looked weak as hell, dude. One movie. The where it's like a city is a monster. Did you see that shit? What? It's dumb, dude. It's so a city dumb. City is a monster. Yeah, the, it's like a some sort of future timeline period where the actual cities are like robot, robot like transformers. That and sounds. They, that doesn't and sound then like so and so yeah yeah and so yeah. when when countries go to war, like their city actually is their mechanism for fighting each other. <laughs> it's fucking weird. So it's like dude. Power Rangers. Yeah, yeah, but full of homeless people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, um, who's another good director I, I tend to like? Um, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Everything yeah. Sam Raimi Sam does. Raimi, he's, he's always entertaining. Always entertaining. Always entertaining. I haven't always liked, like, I, actually, I'll take that back. I usually like his movies. Yeah. I, I, I just, I never leave the theater with a Sam Raimi film feeling like I just wasted money or time. Remember that one where it was like Burn in Hell or See You yeah, in Hell? Yeah, Drag Me to Hell. Drag Me to that Hell. That one was crazy. That was fun, that, dude. That was a fun movie. It was like thinner, but like on steroids. It was like Evil Dead thinner. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was good. good dude. It was pretty good. He's fun to, he's fun to make movies with. Yeah. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, um, who else you Spring got? Fargo. Do you have a favorite? Uh, I still haven't seen Spring Breakers. I love Harmony. I Korean. don't want to see Spring. I don't, I'm not even interested in. Spring. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. I'm not interested. Yeah. Why in am it. I? I'm not interested either. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just not. I mean, I heard, uh, Beach Bums on Hulu. We could watch that. Did you hear Matthew McConaughey is going to be a professor at University of Austin in Texas? Why? He signed up. He's scheduled to be a film professor. He's going to have a film class. Really? Teach film class. McConaughey. He's gonna be just like his character in Dazed and Confused. Alright, alright. Alright, alright, dude. You wanna go in my, my I, class? I love that, dude. I love it. You like what he's doing? It? 
Fuck yeah, I love everything about Matthew McConaughey, but just to the the fact that like, so for me, right, my thought was, how the hell are they gonna logistically get that set up to where there's no bullshit, dude? That's a good question. That's he's for, gonna need security. He's gonna need security. Yeah, he's gonna Everyone's need... gonna want to be in the class. Oh yeah. There's gonna be. So how are you gonna list. get in and out? You know, like physically be there. Like you know, you know, there's gonna be some young girl being like, oh, I'm gonna bang this dude. Like <laughs> her mission is to have sex with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm over here just thinking like, how can I fucking? How can we set up a, a camera in there to, so they can put it on YouTube? Because I want to, I want to watch that shit. Yeah, it'd be pretty interesting to see what he had to say. But you have, have to watch much of his stuff, like his talks or his interviews. No, but he's not a director either. Yeah, he's not. But he's got an interesting perspective. His acting, his methodology for acting is, is it's interesting. You know what's so funny to me about actors is, is they all think they're so important. They all think they're like world leaders. Mm. I was watching um, the making of uh, Team America: World Police. And what Trey Parker and Matt Stone were saying is that, like, the, what they do with celebrities is they take them and they, they, they put them where they think they are, right? So, like, Sean right. Penn in this example. Sean Penn thinks he's, like, a world leader with all these causes and stuff. Yeah. And so they put him in the movie. There you go, Sean Penn. This is what you think you are. And we're putting you in the movie as what you think you are. Now you're telling people what to wow, do. Wow, that's yeah, genius. It is. And so it's hilarious. It comes out as really funny because but he's... But is that what they think they are? Is that what we think we are? It's like everyone hating on Bono. Yeah. But like, man, he's just trying to do the right thing. He is just trying to do the right thing. And he has a lot of money. And that's a good thing that he's doing. But South Park made an episode about him. Oh, I know. Yeah, but... yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not really what... Are they putting them in and who we think they are? No, 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 no. They'll see Sean Penn addressing a world I, issue. I gotta say, South Park is probably the reason we think they are this way, too. Like, the probably. cultural zeitgeist, I would yeah, say. Yeah. South Park is probably John Travolta in a closet. And, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. you can't escape that. <laughs> R. Kelly? Yeah, R. Kelly, dude. Well, yeah. R. Kelly kind of did it to himself. Did it himself. Like, did you see that interview with R. Kelly where he's like, Y'all are killing me, man. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> he's just, like, crying. And he's like, no. I ain't gonna do this to me, man. Probably so much joy, and he's just like yelling about how he didn't pee on girls and stuff. But he did. He totally did. How do we know? How do we know? He married Aaliyah, and she was fifteen. Fucking fifteen. Yeah. Man. How do? Yeah. That's that right there. <laughs> he married. Are we a gonna convict him? He could have been convicted for doing it. He, she was fifteen. What is truth? <laughs> what is truth? What is the truth? I don't. Hey, we're not here to defend. We're here to explore. Yeah, you're right. What I is guess. truth, dude? You know, that's what's funny about it, though, is is that Sean Penn's crazy, dude. Sean Penn is crazy. In a in a good in a I mean I don't we don't get to decide, but like, say the the universe. uh, This is what Dad asked me about the other day. I want to bring this up. Uh, He he asked about uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Did you ever see the movie where Joaquin Joaquin Phoenix decides to be a rapper? Yeah. I'm still here as well. Yeah, that's right. I've seen it when it came out a long time ago. I, you, I watched it when it came out. Yeah, too. I liked it. So we were we were breaking it down, and it was like it was interesting because I I think he made an artistic decision. He went all in to be a rapper. He was serious. It dude. seemed like he was. Yeah. And I think he took the method to the extreme, but I think he he was being. I think he was an artist. So it was like he knew he was taking a risk. His career could have been ruined. It could have been. But yeah. he was willing to risk it. Almost it almost was. It remember? really was. Yeah, there was, a, there was. He had a dry period for like three years. He did. And there was a time when people thought he was batshit crazy because he was in character. Yes. But he's not. 
And he was just in character trying to do his thing, I guess. But that's, the, that's what is truth. That's what people think. They think he was method acting. Right. And I'm here to say he wasn't. Maybe not. I'm here to say we're all method acting. <laughs> For real. Like, we really are what, everyone what, our, do, yeah, what everyone, we're deciding to be. Everyone acts the way they want to be perceived. Everybody acts the way they want to be perceived? I think so. I think everybody acts... Well, yeah. The, well, yes. I think yes and. People act how they see themselves. That's true, too. So... Yeah, I could see on that. On both sides. We're either acting because we want people to look at us a certain way, mm-hmm. or we're acting because we're looking at ourselves as a person who does things this way. Exactly. Okay. So, yeah. That's it. Which one are you out there on the in the internet airwaves? Which one are you? That's gonna ponder that question. That'll be your question for the next week's episode. Leading up to the next week's episode, we're gonna be thinking about it. If you figure out who you are, send it to us. Let us know, know. and then we'll talk about you. We'll talk about you. Yeah, we're gonna open it up next week. If anyone wants to send anything in, we'll have a little viewer, listener, like a little. We'll put. We'll make a segment or something. We'll do something. Dude, you should come over, like. For a couple hours this weekend, since it's a long weekend, and we should watch season two of Fargo together. Dude, I'm in, but I have a but. What? Okay, so... You can stay at my place, too, if you want. I don't want to watch Fargo. Why not? This is not it. I just don't want to. Dude, you won't regret it, man. I'm telling you. I, uh... I got no one to talk about it with. (laughs) Will someone please talk to my brother? (laughs) Please. We'll watch something else. We'll find something else to watch. But come over and let's watch a movie. I really, really, really need to see the new Quentin Tarantino movie. Let's like, do I it. I need then. to. Come to Covington and we'll go. Because I, I really want to stick around my area. Can we, go, can we go Monday at like 3 or 4 Yeah, because or I'm off work. Yeah. Labor Day? We'll yeah, go see we can movie. do that. Yeah, because I really need to stick around my area. because they're. What really about Alicia and Asher? They can hang out at the house, man. They're fine. They'll hang out at the house. Yeah, they'll hang out at the house. Be, is she doing better? Is she okay? Yeah, she's doing better. Okay, good. Yeah, she's oh, doing yeah. better. Well, it's just she had a, a flu-like symptoms, basically. No, she did. She had. She had. <laughs> she had <laughs> I just lied. I just lied. <laughs> I was like, she had Alex some gave, problems. Alex, I gotta get. Alex gave me the the handshake under the under the chin <laughs> thing. Like, I'm not going there, dude. Uh, I'm not there. <laughs> yeah, she was just sick though. Yeah, but she's better. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Almost better. Yeah. And so we can go to man. So if we can hit, if we hit Labor Day Monday, we go see Quentin Tarantino, dude. Well, we'll we have can that, do the episode that day. That'll be well. That'll be next week's show. Okay. We're well, gonna finally break down. We're gonna experience and we're gonna talk about Once Upon a Time in, in Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, what was I gonna ask you? Uh, did you ever see Mindhunter? Did you watch the second season? Um, no, I made a conscious decision. I went to The Boys first. Oh, okay. Just to make sure I didn't need to watch it. I know I'm going to like Mindhunter. Mindhunter's right? great, man. I love serial killer stuff, dude. Yeah, it's really good. So fast. And what's, what's so great about Mindhunter is that it's not like over-the-top gore. There's really no murder shown in the, the show. It's all about psychology and talking to these guys. <laughs> And they take transcripts from conversations with real FBI agents and just put it on the screen. The people they get to play the at killers with the makeup and the CGI, whatever they do to them, they look exactly like... Man. You know, like the son of Sam. I love the first just season. Like, yeah, the, son, the first season. I like the great. actor, too. The main actor guy. I was like... Bill? Yeah, he was a different type or character. Or Holden. Which one of you do you mean? The younger guy? Or the younger guy, guy who he had the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Like he's cool. Super smart and cool. He's, a, he's an arrogant... Prick, kind of. Yeah, yeah, but, but that's what I liked about yeah, him. Yeah, because like, he's right most of the time. He's right, but he's so flawed. He's I, I so love, flawed. I love a good character. That's I really like, like Bill. 
the guy who's chain smokes cigarettes, the oh, older yeah. FBI his, agent. His he's my favorite. Dog. Yeah, dude, yeah, he's my favorite character. Fucking... What was best. up with that, dude? That YouTube video of the cigarette smoking. Guy. Oh, did you see that? Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah. How, dude, how did that guy do that? That's crazy. <laughs> he eats it all in the end. That's the trick. That's so crazy. Remember when he was like, "Is it burning?" He's letting him. So this is the key, by the way. This is. This is. I'll give you my breakdown of this whole thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When you're wondering, and I think David Blaine said this, mm. somebody said this when they're like, how do you do what you do? Isn't it painful? Um, and they go, he goes, yeah, I mean, yes, it yeah. is painful. I choose not to mind. Oh, that makes sense. So Just it's like a mental guy. discipline. Yeah. He's fe- like when the cigarette's in his mouth, he's got like eight cigarettes in his eight mouth. Eight cigarettes. Lit cigarettes in his mouth. Mm. And you feel it burn out, I guess, when saliva or back of your throat or something. Yeah. He chooses not to feel the pain. Yeah. He feels it, but he doesn't show it. He doesn't show it. It's, monk. it's like a monk. It's like a monk. Like a he really died at 64. Did he really? Or 67. Yeah, 67. So, so, oh, he, so this guy is on, what was he on, uh, Letterman? He was on Letterman He was just basically, day. he was basically um, smoking cigs and then like losing them in his mouth and right. adding more. He was snorted one of them. He snorted one and then yeah. they would, he would pop them out of his mouth like all lit, all smoked, four of them smoking. He'd add four, four he more. He took them back and then had four more in yeah. his mouth. And he had eight smoking cigarettes. In so much mouth. smoke everywhere. And then he started shoving napkins down his throat to start and, a fire in his mouth. And, and then, then he, he smoked it. through it. Yeah, and, he, and then he swallowed, he swallowed all of it. And then fucking Letterman killed the, the magic because he was like, Where, where'd it go? Yeah, Letterman's a dick, dude. Yeah. I've never liked Letterman, man. He looks like a fucking asshole all the time. He's got yeah. that face that's punchable. Yeah. Like, dude, like, like I've never liked Letterman. I've felt that he's just a, he feels like a douche to me. He like, does feel like I'm better than you. I'm funnier. <laughs> yeah, but this he's is my not. Show. He's not. He's dude, not he just that. rags. He kind of no, just rags, just rags on everybody. Okay. We can agree that that is the truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's our truth. Yeah. No, seriously though. Um, next week, once upon a time in Hollywood. I'm excited. Next, once upon a time in Hollywood, um, Letterman. By the way. I I feel the need to say this. What? I felt strongly, like you like you about him being a douche. Yeah. Then I, this is how I do. Whenever I feel like I really don't like somebody, I I have to figure out why. Right. So I went and looked into it, and I listened to some of his interviews. It seems like he, the you have you seen him now on his Netflix show. The big show? beard. The I haven't big, seen the show, but I've seen what he looks like. So he's it's like he's working through, I guess what he thought like he's like coming to terms with i guess some of those things that we may have seen on camera to be like oh that kind of sucks because uh, this is I, I just want to bring this up it's weird to me that this is like right before me too movement happens right right letterman got busted for hooking up with people right he was they on the show he was harassing sexually harassing people on the show right didn't he come out on his show and was like yeah i did this yeah he did he kept it like he kept it real he, he kept it yeah, real yeah, i think he did i think he came out and said i made a mistake da, da, da. yeah that happened. so this was before me too stuff yeah he would have been screwed oh yeah that never would have flown. never would have flown he would have been off television years. forever he i mean would, look at look at um kevin spacey where's kevin spacey been ever since he said that they never came out that he touched a little boy when he was like in you didn't hear about this? No, no, he was, apparently it was an issue. Like, he was, he would hook up with a lot of guys. That's what I mean. Dude, I listened to this funny podcast where this dude, I guess, was filing a lawsuit against him for, like, sexual harassment and shit. Really? And he had text message transcripts of oh, no. Spacey in a bar. But, like, 
shit was weak, dude. This kid was like getting hit on by Letterman, texting his girlfriend like, oh, he's hitting on me. This is weird. Spacey. Oh my God, he's buying me another drink. Acting like it was like a joke. Yeah. And now he's going to fucking file sexual harassment. It's like, dude, that you allowed this. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, kid. Yeah. You allowed this shit to happen. Yeah, fucking... what a, he's just a fucking asshole. So, yeah. So, like... Anyway, so that's just one case of the Spacey thing. Apparently, there's way more cases. Oh, yeah. He's, he's a real f- creep. We don't know, though. Well, what I mean, is true? Yeah, I guess what, is what is truth? Same with Letterman. We don't know. I mean, he seems like a prick when he's on those Letterman shows, but, like, what is truth, man? Maybe that's... I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? But we can agree that... We'll uh, explore it more. Explore... Oh, yeah. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta end this. Yeah, I gotta go. We gotta go. All right. All right. Thanks a lot for listening, and hopefully we can get you that next episode next week. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even know. What, what What's the music? What are we gonna roll out to? Um, did you hear the Did you hear last week's episode yet? Yeah, I listened to it. I didn't hear the ending song though. You didn't? Uh huh. Oh, you're in for a treat. Okay. <laughs> All right, just pick one you like. All right, future Adam, don't fuck this up. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye bye.